For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Hot Off the Wire. In this edition of our daily news program, we feature a selection of stories covering a variety of topics. I'm Terry Lipschutz, Managing Editor of the National Newsroom at Lee Enterprises and your curator of news. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off the Wire through Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss daily news updates. And now, those stories from the Associated Press. A new study adds to existing evidence that obesity is on the rise again in young children in the U.S. The study, published in today's journal Pediatrics, looked at children ages 2 to 4 who were enrolled in the WIC program, which provides healthy foods to low-income families. Researchers say that in 2010, 2.1% of the children in the program were severely obese. Six years later, the rate had dipped to 1.8%. But the latest study says that by 2020, the rate was up to 2%. The increase echoes other national data, which suggests that about 2.5% of all preschool-aged children were severely obese in 2020. I'm Donna Water. A new study finds a higher death rate in those who fear serious illness. Illness anxiety disorder, hypochondriasis, is a rare condition. A large study out of Sweden says people with this condition tend to die earlier than those who are not as vigilant about their health. They're unable to shake their fears despite normal physical exams and lab tests. Some may change doctors repeatedly. Others may avoid medical care. Treatment can involve cognitive behavioral therapy, relaxation techniques, education, and sometimes antidepressant medication. The researchers found people with the diagnosis have an increased risk of death from both natural and unnatural causes, including circulatory and respiratory diseases and suicide. Chronic stress is a contributing factor. I'm Ed Donahue. Some states are trying to figure out what to do with stockpiles of personal protective equipment from the COVID-19 pandemic. Some of that PPE has been disposed of, either because it's expired or no one is willing to take it. An Associated Press investigation found that a little more than 15 states disposed of more than 18 million masks, 22 million gowns, a half million gloves, and more. Rhode Island says it shredded and recycled 829 tons of PPE, and Maryland disposed of more than $93 million in supplies. Expiration dates on PPE are set to ensure the equipment works as needed. Dr. Georges Benjamin, executive director of the American Public Health Association, calls it a real waste, and he says we really have to do a better job of managing our stockpile. According to a new poll, many Americans are concerned about the state of democracy and the outcome of the next presidential election. A majority of Republicans and Democrats who responded to the survey by the Associated Press and the North Center for Public Affairs Research say democracy in the U.S. could be at risk depending on who wins next fall, but they feel that way for different reasons. 87% of Democrats and 54% of independents surveyed say a second Trump term would negatively affect U.S. democracy. 
For Republicans, 82% believe democracy would be weakened by another Biden win, with 56% of independents agreeing. About 2 in 10 U.S. adults say democracy in the U.S. is already so seriously broken that it doesn't matter who wins the 2024 presidential election. Few Americans are excited about a potential rematch of the 2020 election. About half of Democrats who responded to a poll by the Associated Press and the Nork Center for Public Affairs Research said they would be very or somewhat satisfied if President Joe Biden became the party's 2024 nominee. Two-thirds of Republicans polled said they would be satisfied with former President Donald Trump as the Republican nominee. But among all the adults surveyed, 56% said they'd be very or somewhat dissatisfied with Biden as the Democratic presidential nominee. And 58% said they'd be very or somewhat dissatisfied with Trump as the GOP nominee. Of all the adults surveyed, only 42% said they have a favorable view of Biden, and 36% said the same of Trump. Donna Warder, Washington. The IRS has announced new relief for those owing back taxes during the height of the COVID pandemic. The IRS says it will waive penalty fees for people who failed to pay back taxes that total less than $100,000 a year for tax years 2020 and 2021. The agency says nearly 5 million people, businesses, and tax-exempt organizations will be eligible for the relief, which totals about $1 billion. The federal tax collector temporarily suspended mailing automated reminders to pay overdue tax bills during the pandemic. Agency leadership says the pause in automated reminders is a reason behind the decision to forgive the failure-to-pay penalties. I'm Lisa Dwyer. A tiny chair made out of plywood and wheels is helping some special needs toddlers become more mobile. 19-month-old Elijah Jack of New Roads, Louisiana, becomes giddy with excitement when his mom, Crystal, puts him in his mobility chair. These chairs just show him that... Like, I could be like other children. Elijah was born with no femur bone in one leg and a short femur in the other. But in the tiny chair, he can turn, stop, and steer on his own. Its simple construction is by biomedical students at Tulane University, who are partnering with the nonprofit Make Good. Noam Platt is director. For the students that I work with, I tell them this is just the beginning. I'm trying to open their eyes to kind of a lifelong uh, passion that they'll have to solving these problems. Platt says medical insurance usually doesn't cover the cost of a wheelchair for a child unless there's sufficient evidence that the child can use it effectively. Platt says the mobility chairs provide that evidence. I'm Donna Warder. An amputee cat and owner in Ohio are helping others as therapy volunteers. Amputee Juanita Mengel with Pet Partners pushes a stroller marked therapy cat into a limb loss support meeting in Troy, Ohio. After a few minutes, Lola Pearl, also an amputee with the prosthetic left hind leg, is getting pets and weaving through the group. You know, I get just as much out of it as the people that I visit. Mangle is a former traveling nurse. She lost her left leg in 2006 after years of surgery. Following a near-fatal car accident, Lola Pearl turned up at an animal rescue in Missouri. Her back legs were all twisted and from a birth defect. Specialists eventually decided her left hind leg needed to be amputated. The dynamic duo is one of an estimated 200 therapy cat teams registered in the U.S. with the nonprofit Pet Partners. Program director Taylor Chastain Griffin says there's often a shock factor involved with therapy cats. The goal of a therapy animal intervention is to share the love, the warmth of an animal um, to assist in whatever treatment objectives already exist. 
I'm Jennifer King. A new report is urging companies to take action to address a harmful flaw in the AI technology that they build. I'm Lisa Dwyer. The Stanford Internet Observatory found that more than 3,200 images of suspected child sexual abuse was in a database used to train leading AI image makers. Those same images have made it easier for AI systems to produce realistic and explicit imagery of fake children, as well as transform social media photos of fully clothed real teens into nudes. The Watchdog Group works with the Canadian Centre for Child Protection and other anti-abuse charities to identify the illegal material, and they report the original photo links to law enforcement. Researchers are asking for anyone using harmful data sets to delete them or to clean the material. They also ask legitimate platforms to stop offering versions of training data sets that contain such harmful material. As one researcher said, it's hard to take that stuff back. I'm Lisa Dwyer. New federal guidelines mean there are more potential blood donors in the U.S. Before the change in guidelines by the Food and Drug Administration in May, only gay and bisexual men who practiced abstinence could donate blood. Now, gay and bisexual men can donate at many blood centers around the country, as long as they're in monogamous relationships. Dylan Smith donated for the first time on December 7th, the day after the Vancouver, Washington blood center where he works adopted the rule change. I feel good. <laughs> I, I've been waiting for this for a long, long time. The American Red Cross, which accounts for about 40% of blood and blood component donations in the U.S., began implementing the new guidelines in August. I'm Donna Water. Rite Aid has been banned from using facial recognition technology for five years over allegations that a surveillance system it used incorrectly identified potential shoplifters. The settlement with the FTC addresses charges that the drugstore chain did not do enough to prevent harm to its customers, especially black, Latino, Asian, or female shoppers, and implement reasonable procedures. Rite Aid says it disagrees with the allegations, but it's glad it reached an agreement to resolve the issue. The FTC said in a federal court complaint, Technology used by the store for several years led to thousands of incorrect matches, including an incident where Rite Aid store employees stopped and searched an 11-year-old girl. I'm Julie Walker. I'm Terry Lipschutz, thanking you for listening. Audio provided by the Associated Press. Music is by Skillcell and provided through Pixabay. Be sure to subscribe to Hot Off The Wire on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode.